Hello, welcome to the self-learning podcast by Dr. Shishma Singh. Let us start discussion on chapter 3, election and representation. And our topic is free and fair elections. The true test of any election system is its ability to ensure a free and fair electoral process. If we want democracy to be translated into reality on the ground, it is important that the election system is impartial and transparent. The system of election must also allow the aspirations of the voters to find legitimate expression through the electoral results. Now let us discuss the universal franchise and the right to contest. Apart from laying down a method of elections, the constitution answers two basic questions about elections. Who are the voters? Who can contest elections? In both these respects, our constitution follows the well-established democratic practices. You already know that the democratic elections require that all adult citizens of the country must be eligible to vote in the elections. This is known as the universal adult franchise. In many countries, citizens had to fight long battle with the rulers to get this right. In many countries, women could get this right very late and only after struggle. One of the important decisions of the framers of the Indian constitution was to guarantee every adult citizen of India the right to vote. Till 1989, an adult Indian meant an Indian citizen above the age of 21. An amendment to the constitution in 1989 reduced the eligibility age to 18. Adult franchise ensures that all citizens are able to participate in the process of selecting their representative. This is consistent with the principle of equality and non-discrimination that we studied in the chapter on rights. Many people thought that and many think so today that giving the right to vote to everyone irrespective of educational qualification was not right. But our constitution makers had a firm belief in their ability and worth of all adult citizens as equals in the matter of deciding what is good for the society. The country and for their own constituencies what is true of the right to vote is also true of right to contest elections. All citizens have the right to stand for election and become the representative of the people. However, there are different minimum age requirements for the contesting elections. For example, in order to stand for Lok Sabha or Assembly election, a candidate must be at least 25 years old. There are some other restrictions also. For instance, there is a legal provision that a person who has undergone imprisonment 
for two or more years for some offence is disqualified from contesting elections. But here are no restrictions of income, education or class or gender on the right to contest elections. In this sense, our system of election is open to all citizens. Now let us discuss the next topic, Independent Election Commission. Several efforts have been made in India to ensure that the free and fair election system and process. The most important among these is the creation of an independent election commission to supervise and conduct elections. Do you know that in many countries there is an absence of an independent mechanism for conducting elections? Article 324 of the Indian Constitution provides for an independent election commission for the superintendence, direction and control of the electoral role and conduct of elections in India. These words in the constitution are very important for they give the election commission a decisive role in virtually everything to do with elections. The Supreme Court has agreed with this interpretation of the constitution. To assist the election commission of India, there is a chief electoral officer in every state. The election commission is not responsible for the conduct of local body elections. As we shall study in the chapter on local government, the state election commissioners work independently of the election commission of India and each has its own sphere of operation. The election commission of India can either be a single member or a multi-member body. Till 1989 election commission was single member. Just before the 1989 general elections, two election commissioners were appointed, making the body multi-member. Soon after the elections, the commission reverted to its single member status. In 1993, two election commissioners were once again appointed and the commission became multi-member and has remained multi-member since then. Initially, there were many apprehensions about a multi-member commission. There was a sharp difference of opinion between the then chief election commissioner and the other commissioners about who had how much power. The matter had to be settled by the Supreme Court. Now there is a general consensus that a multi-member election commission is more appropriate as power is shared and there is greater accountability. The chief election commissioner ECEEC presides over the election commission but does not have more powers than the other election commissioners. The CEC and the two election commissioners have equal powers to take all decisions 
relating to elections as a collective body. They are appointed by the President of India on the advice of the Council of Ministers. It is therefore possible for the ruling party to appoint a partisan person to the commission who might favor them in the elections. This fear had led many to suggest that this procedure should not be changed. Should be changed. Many persons have suggested that a different methods should be followed that makes consultation with the leaders of opposition and the Chief Justice of India necessary for the appointment of the CEC and election commissioners. The constitution ensures the security of the tenure of the CEC and election commissioners. They are appointed for a six-year terms for con or continue till the age of 65, whichever is earlier. The CEC can be removed before the expiry of the term by the President if both Houses of Parliament make such a recommendation with a special majority. This is done to ensure that a ruling party cannot remove a CEC who refuses to favor it in elections. The election commissioner can be removed by the President of India. Now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.